new school year, but make it affordable. With Target, you can get everything you need for back to school without wasting time, money, or style. Deck out your room with colorful $5 bins, aesthetically pleasing $20 coffee makers, and cozy sheet sets for $9.50, and all the tech you need to succeed. Then get to planning those back-to-school looks with $5 wild fable tops and new parachute pants. Yeah, those are back now, too. Here's to a great school year. Shop back to college at Target. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. And today, we're going to talk about financing. And, and this is sort of from some feedback we got from you that you loved learning about how businesses are financed and SBA lending. And so we did a show on SBA lending, but today we're kind of taking it through you one more layer, right? So we have some great interviews today. We have an interview from Kenny Prosky, who does a lot of the tougher deals uh, in the SBA world. And he wants to talk about what some people think are the rules and how, quote unquote, they're not rules. And he actually has a way to get around them. I also interview Paul Erig from Orlando office who worked in the SBA lending world for decades and now is on our side as a broker and has the you know ability to kind of see it from both sides and getting deals done. And Jessica, you interviewed uh, Benetrends, right? Yeah, I interviewed uh, Dallas Curley from Benetrends, the president and CEO there. And I, I think the other question we got a lot and some feedback on, and, and I should mention, we love listener feedback. So this is great for us was how do I use my retirement funds to fund a business transaction or can I use my retirement funds? So Dallas um, sits with me and we go over the Rob's program, which he explains of, you know, what retirement funds you can use, how you can use them and what those mechanics look like. But those are really great options too. So not just, you know, going through an SBA loan or lender process, but using money that you already have and basically loaning yourself the funds. So that's a really interesting interview that we have teed up for today as well. Yeah, the Rob's program is a great program. Benetrends is a, a company that has been recognized by the IRS, that it's completely legit. And it really is an interesting way to invest in your own business. So I, I love that. I, I love that program. And uh, Dallas is a wealth of knowledge. So I, I think we have a great show for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So I you know. Let's just get into it and see what everybody's got to say. But hopefully from the listeners that asked for more detail and more behind the scenes and lending, this will be a helpful episode. And, and even for those who's their first time listening, they'll get a behind the scenes look of what goes on behind the deal. Okay, great. Let's get started. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098.
Welcome back, everybody. And today we're talking about financing structures and ways that you can acquire a business. And one of the big questions that we've been receiving from listeners is how or can I use my retirement funds to purchase a business? And today we have Dallas Curley from Benetrends with us to answer that question. Welcome, Dallas. Hey, thank you, Jessica. I'm happy to be here. Great. Well, Dallas, why don't you just give the listeners a little bit of background about yourself and what you do at Benetrends? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I'm the CEO and president of Benetrends. Uh, Benetrends is a 35-year-old small business funding company, and we're best known for pioneering the ROB structure. Uh, this program, uh, which we call our Rainmaker, allows individuals to utilize their retirement funds tax-deferred and penalty-free to buy or to start a business. In addition to the Rainmaker program, uh, we have a full suite of funding options, including SBA loans, securities-backed loans, as well as equipment loans and leasing. Great. Well, thank you for that overview. And you kind of answered the first question, but the first question came from a listener and prompted this interview. But the question is, how can I use my retirement funds to buy a business? Sure. You know, uh, this program has been very popular and um, many Americans have the bulk of their savings in a retirement plan, such as their IRAs and 401ks. But it's a common misconception that you can only utilize these funds to purchase publicly traded stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. But if you take the money out to buy and start a business, you'll be faced with stiff penalties and taxes. Uh, but many people are unaware that by using the ROB structure, you can utilize those retirement funds to invest in yourself and your business and that be both tax deferred as well as penalty free. And in addition to that, it's a great way to diversify your investment portfolio and take away some of the risk from the stock market. Great. So tell us a little bit more about the ROBS program. And I know you and I had chatted too about the difference between a ROBS program and a self-directed 401k. So can you explain that structure a little bit to us? The ROBS structure is different from a self-directed IRA. Many people are familiar with the self-directed IRA, and that structure can only be utilized for a passive investment. The individual who owns the IRA cannot receive any benefit or any income from that investment. The ROB structure, uh, what the IRS calls rollover for business startup, can only be utilized for an active business where the individual has to be an employee of that company and has to receive W-2 wages. So an individual can invest in an active business providing a good or service and take a salary and receive benefit from that. So it is a different structure. The ROBS program cannot be utilized for a passive business and a self-directed IRA cannot be utilized for an active business. Okay, great. Thank you so much for the clarification. So using this ROBS program in a business acquisition, can they use it to fund the entire transaction, the down payment? How much can they use of their retirement funds? Sure. You know, one thing that's important to understand is this is not the same as taking a loan from your 401k. Uh, it is not subject to that 50% of the balance or $50,000 maximum benefit. So you can utilize up to 100% of the retirement plan to invest in that business. Uh, or it can be used in conjunction with an SBA loan. One of the advantages of using this in lieu of a loan is you don't have any debt payments, so the business can often be uh, profitable sooner without that debt burden. So then looking forward into the future, once they've acquired the business, how can they use this program to continue to build personal wealth for themselves? Sure. You know, we tend to look at this as a funding strategy, but it's important to understand that this is a key component into building future wealth for both the individual as well as uh, further generations. You know, one of the things when we're a successful business people, we don't want to hand all the profits over to the IRS in the forms of taxes so they can utilize this retirement plan structure 
in order to build that wealth and minimize the tax impact. I know a lot of business owners are looking to minimize tax impact nowadays and all the time. So we've talked a lot about there seems to be a lot of advantages to this Rob's program, but what are some disadvantages or some um, cautions that you would tell the listeners about using this program? You know, it is a specific structure uh, that is required in order to be compliant utilizing this and your retirement plans. So you do have to manage that retirement plan. We assist with that as part of our uh, fees. But you are required to have a C corporation, so you're not uh, able to have an S corp or an LLC. Uh, so there is that limitation. Uh, but with the new tax laws, the C corp has some specific benefits that are seemingly making that a more attractive structure than an LLC or an S corp due to some of the uh, write offs that you can utilize. So a little bit more structural components in, involved in the business and the fact that they have to be a C corp. Can you use this program with any type of retirement funds as well? Uh, so virtually any retirement fund can be utilized. Um, the, one of the common uh, sources of money that cannot be utilized is a Roth IRA. Uh, so you can use a Roth 401k, but not a Roth IRA. Uh, the other thing to be cognizant of is if you're going to use your 401k, and more often than not, it needs to be from a previous employer. So if you uh, are going to use it from your current employer, in most cases, you will need to have terminated employment. Right. And we've run into a few of those situations too. And, you know, you can be actively looking for a business, right? You just can't close on the transaction until you've left your job and completed the rollover process. Right. And you do not have to have left your job if you're going to utilize your IRA. So you can remain employed at your current employer and use that IRA. And, you know, one thing that often gets overlooked as well, uh, you can use multiple sources. So it can be a husband and wife can use uh, two IRAs or partnerships can utilize their retirement funds. Uh, so you can use multiple funds for this as well. You're not restricted to just one retirement account. That's great. I actually, I didn't know that one. So that's a, that's a good nugget for me too. So tell us, what's the process? How long does this take? And, you know, would you recommend the listeners hiring a company like Benetrends to execute this rollover program? Uh, sure. Um, typically, it takes uh, 15 to 18 business days to do this. Uh, what may slow down the, uh, the operation are, you know, one, where you're incorporating or two, where the account is currently custodied. Some custodians are not as proactive in transferring funds as we would like to see. So while the structure may sound simple, uh, administering the plan does have some specific items that uh, you want to make sure the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. It's an imperative that you follow these plans specifically in order to remain compliant with the IRS. Uh, I don't recommend it. It's not a do-it-yourself item. And you definitely want to work with somebody who has the experience in setting up these plans. Uh, you know, we've heard of cases where they'll go to an accountant or a lawyer that they know and you know, set up the structure, but it wasn't set up in compliance. And that just causes trouble down the road uh, when there's an audit. Right. And the last thing you want is to be non-compliant when an auditor non knocks on your door, right? That's right. You know, we, we jokingly say you never want to be in pension jail. And Dallas, just before you go, if anyone would like to get in touch and learn more, how can they reach you? Sure. They can reach us at benetrends.com or they can call us at 866-423-6387. And that's Benetrends, B-E-N-E-T-R-E-N-D-S, Benetrends.com. Great. And we'll throw those in the show notes for the listeners too. Thanks again, Dallas, and have a great day. Thanks. You do the same. Hey, Andy, you know what time I think it is? I think it's time to talk about our deal of the week. Deal of the week. 
And we're back with Deal of the Week. And this week we have Marty Fishman, and he is going to talk about a very interesting deal. And, you know, we talk a lot about time kills all deals, or at least tries to kill all deals. And this is a, a case in point of a good business, a great business uh, that Marty was handling, and it just took a long time for the seller and eventually the buyer to come together. Uh, but Marty has a, a, a tale of a little bit of almost woe, but we got the deal done and that's what Transworld's really good at. And this is about a bus tour business. So uh, here's Marty. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, this is a 40-year-old established uh, bus transportation tour business. Uh, when I took the listing, uh, we listed it at $850,000, making $200,000 a year, including a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment. And when I took the listing, I got it pre-approved for lender financing. I got some interest in the business from some buyers that were in the uh, space already. And I found one from out of the country that wanted a, um, a, um, a, um, a platform in South Florida. So when we first started talking about the opportunity, we had it uh, and got it to a letter of intent and a contract at $300,000 uh, uh, with a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment. Uh, time went on. The, the seller's books and records were messy. Uh, the, the seller had some health issues. And as time went on, the business deteriorated. And uh, the buyer found that the, uh, the, the seller's neglect to the equipment made him a little bit uh, less interested in the, the opportunity. But uh, as a broker, I kept both parties involved. And um, uh, the value of the business, uh, actually, the buyer actually canceled the deal and went away for a couple weeks. And with me uh, contacting both parties and trying to get them back to the table, we did get them back to the table. The buyer said, look, I'm not interested in your equipment. And of course, the business is no longer uh, qualifying for, for lender financing because the uh, conditions of the financials. But uh, what we originally took at, at an $850,000 listing, we were able to get the seller something he was able to actually uh, sell his equipment uh, outside of, of, of the uh, transaction, but we were able to get him $58,000 um, uh, for his goodwill because of the deterioration of his, um, of his business. Well, that's a great, great case study in uh, Time Kills Old Deals. And if you're a seller and you're a baby boomer and uh, time is ticking away, uh, it is certainly time for you to take a look at it's maybe time to sell your business and planning is key and getting it done before assets and before your financials deteriorate. Thank you so much, Marty, for coming on today. Thank you, Andy. Hey, we're back and we're back with a very special guest, Kenny Prosky from Main Street Funding Group. And uh, we've known Kenny for a while and we've been very successful with Kenny. Kenny's been in the in the funding business for over 20 years. And we, Kenny's kind of like our go-to guy when we think that we uh, need to think outside the box or uh, the buyer or seller, so we need to get creative with deals. And so Kenny's really good at that. And we thought it would be really important to bring Kenny on today and explain some of the things you might not know about you know, funding and the SBA process that you think are kind of set in stone, and they're really not. So with that, Kenny, welcome aboard. Hey, Andy, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. There's there's a lot that can be done um, in financing with SBA that a lot of people just simply don't know. Um, there's a lot of little nuances and things you can do to restructure deals, 
go at them from different angles pertaining to credit, uh, you know, collateral, how you're coming in with your, you know, equity injection and things uh, to where we can make a deal happen that usually, you know, most people would see, um, you know, or find out that it couldn't be done that way. Um, I think the real, the real key is that um, with SBA, as everybody knows, there's a massive amount of um, rules and regulations that they have. It's a really uh, lot of boring material, but the, the, the real trick is not knowing uh, necessarily what they say, but is knowing which lenders will do what. Because um, in this world, it's not like residential where everything's very structured. Um, in SBA, it's it really kind of is the Wild West still. And every lender has their own nuances because it's their money. And so, um, you know, if, if someone tries to go to one lender and they say, oh, we just can't do this, someone might think, well, wow, you know, this can't be done with SBA, but it's really that lender won't do that. And so that's probably why we have the success rate that we do, because we have access to just hundreds and hundreds of different lenders all over the country, and they all have their own little niches that they like, and that's the key with what we're, what, what we're trying to do here. Yeah, I, I mean, we had a lender in yesterday uh, that was talking to us and he flat out said, oh, I don't do restaurants. I mean, you know, so they, you know, there's a lot of lenders out there, like you said, hundreds of them. And, you know, the most important thing when you're trying to get a deal done is to get the deal done. I mean, you know, so, so, and the horrible thing is when you have a real slow no, I mean, you know, you go all the way down the line, you're in it for two or three months. And then all of a sudden, you know, the lender says, oh, wait, we don't do that. So, you know, what are some of the other misconceptions about the SBA program and what's financeable? You know, you've seen some things that people say, oh, that's set in stone, you know, and you've said, no, it's not. Right, right. Um, yeah, one of the things, uh, a big one that I think people um, have in their mind is that you always have to have seller financing involved because, um, you know, business brokers in general are taught, you know, get seller financing, get seller financing. And so uh, a lot of the lenders say, oh, you know, we'd like to have that because it minimizes their risk. But to be honest with you, you don't have to have seller financing in many of the deals. Most of the deals I have don't have seller financing. Um, another big misconception is collateral. Uh, people think, oh, if the, if the borrower doesn't have a primary residence or other collateral, um, or if the business itself is... Uh, very, you know, uh, asset light, the deal's not going to get done. But the truth of the matter is SBA is a cash flow driven model. And so I have lenders that will literally do a $5 million deal with zero collateral. You know, there's a few of them, there's not a whole lot, but there are some that will do that. And, and so, you know, I get buyers all the time that say, Oh, you know, I just, I don't have enough collateral. That's not, that's not an issue at all. Right. And one of the other things I see out there is, you know, everybody thinks you have to have like three perfect years of, you know, it certainly helps have three perfect years of tax returns, but you're saying you could get deals done sometimes when there's not perfect books. Right. Um, and that, that's kind of a twofold thing. Uh, one of them is let, let's say you have a business and they only have, uh, two years of tax returns, 
then what happens is um, the SBA really only wants to see that the business has at least two years of cash flow, that, that the proposed debt will cash flow for two years um, in, in a past year or a future year. And so that's what a lot of people don't know is if we just have one good year of tax returns, when we do the projections for the, for the loan, that, that set of projections can act as the second year. So, so we can get things done um, like that. The, the other part uh, or the other side of that coin is when we have a business that's only been in business for maybe a year, people might say, oh, well, you know, you can't do that with SBA. You, you haven't been in business long enough. What we do is we just take that business and we turn it into a startup loan. So we can, we can go to it from that angle. And, I, and you and I have talked about this. We literally can do um, SBA financing, uh, take a restaurant for an example. You could have a restaurant that's out of business. The lights are off. There's no customers. There's no cash flow. There's no employees. There's no income coming in from it. I can do an SBA loan on that because we take it um, from an asset liquidation sale and we turn it into a startup projection-based loan. And we bring a buyer in that's a good fit. We add more money onto it for marketing, employees, food, inventory, everything else. And we just turn it into a startup loan. Wow. And then part of that, you know, there's three types of SBA loans. So, you know, of course, business acquisitions we've talked about. You're, you're now talking about startup. And then there's working capital refinance loans as well, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously business acquisitions is what we mostly deal with. That's that's our audience. Um, franchises, we deal with that a lot as well. Um, and so uh, we get a lot of franchise startup loans and we can do those in, in every state all over the country as well. But when you have uh, working capital or refinance loans, you may have, uh, and I'm sure that you get customers that come back to you after, you know, a year, two or three, and they say, hey, you know, Andy, you sold me this business. We're growing. We're doing great. Is there any way that we want to buy more equipment or I'm looking for, you know, $100,000, $200,000 in working capital? Most of the time, those are 100% financing. So we can just go in. They don't know money out of their pocket, get them money, and we're good to go. So, I mean, obviously, this all takes skill. I, I think that's what we've learned that, you know, in deal making. That's why you want to call Transworld. And that's why you want to call Main Street Funding, right? Because it, it, this is a nuanced, it is a complicated process and you make it easy, right? Yeah, we, we hold the buyer's hand through the entire process. We don't just say, here's a lender. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. We're with them from start to finish. Um, I personally do the projections on every single loan. We, we deal with all the brokers on both sides, the attorneys, the insurance people, the underwriters, the closers, processors, everybody throughout the entire process. We essentially orchestrate the loan because we know if we have control of it that way, it, it will get done. Um, and that's why, obviously, people use us um, because we, we know how to get this done. We know which lenders to go to, how to make changes on the fly. And, you know, that's the thing. If, if we take a deal to one lender and that lender doesn't like it, we can switch to another lender in 30 seconds and never miss a beat. And you've 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 gotten some tough deals done. I mean, you talked about that, you know, you could do deals that are no longer operational. You could do deals that have no collateral. Uh, but you've done some other tough deals, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we get deals where 
let's just say the the ad backs aren't the most documented in the world <laughs> and, and things like that. So it, it's just a matter of knowing what you're going with up front, um, looking at all the different angles, gathering all the ammunition you can and going in. And, um, you know, if you have to switch a couple things on the fly and tweak it here and there, you know, that's what, that's what we do. And it's a very dynamic process and things can change. Um, you know, you, it's what I tell people is if if there's a deal there, we can do it. You know, if if there's no deal there, it doesn't matter. No one's doing it. Um, so, and because sometimes we're presented with a deal, and the way it's presented, it's not going to fly. It's just not going to work the way it is. And we go back in um, and we say, hey, if we do it this way and change this and do these with the numbers, now you have a situation. So we know how to restructure it right from the get go. That's great. Kenny, why don't you give everybody your contact information so they can get in touch with you? Yep, no problem. Um, we are located in Stewart, Florida. Our phone number is 561-203-7325. And my direct email address is kprosky. That's K, P as in Paul, R-O, S as in Sam, K-E, at Main Street Funding group.com all spelled out. Wow. Awesome to have you. Thank you so much for coming on today. That was really uh, eye-opening and uh, I think a lot of people get a lot out of it. Thanks, Kenny. Yep. No problem. My privilege. Thanks, Andy. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for listing of the week. Okay, it's time for listing of the week. And this week we have a great lifestyle one. And it's it's certainly an interesting business. And uh, my dad always used to tell me to go fly a kite. Well, this is your chance. And if you ever want to have a business with a beautiful view, uh, Rob Cohen is here from our Miami office. And he could tell you more about his very interesting listing. Rob. This is a really, really fun business to run. The person who... Uh, who owned this business previously, he actually uh, started out with uh, with selling kites from his truck. And as years went on, he uh, he purchased a trailer and got a deal with a park where he can park the trailer right next to right next to a, a road where everyone could see the kites fl- the kites flying. and um, and what he's done is he's, he has uh, he has festivals uh, two times a year. To to uh, to so people see the kites flying. People come come to this uh, location with their children, and he not only does he sell the kite, he'll assemble it for them. He'll help teach the kids how to fly the kites. So it's a all families just passing by every now and then. They'll say, "Hey, let's stop there and have some fun, and let's go fly a kite." So that's exact. That's what the business is about. It does make money. It's a profitable business. But it started out as just a simple idea, selling flights and selling kites and helping kids fly. That's great. So why don't you tell everybody what the price is, what the down payment is, and how much the owner benefit is? Well, the price is $199,500. The owner's benefit is $93,000. And, and right now, that they're taking the full, the full price. There's no, there's, uh, there's no uh, financing presently. But uh, these people are very flexible, and we'll see what happens. That sounds like a great business. Thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's been fun.
Hey, welcome back, everybody. We have a very special guest today. We have Paul Erig. And Paul's been with Transworld for, I think, a couple of years now. But very interestingly, he comes from the SBA world, and he's about to introduce himself and tell you about himself. But he has a very unique uh, kind of position, like now doing deals and being an expert in obviously uh, working with business owners now and on the, you know, on the brokerage side and working directly with sellers. But before that, obviously having an incredible uh, background in financing businesses. And so welcome, Paul. I just want to uh, introduce yourself. Thanks, Andy. Like you said, um, prior to getting into business brokerage, I spent uh, 27 years doing SBA loans uh, for various banks. Uh, and it's very interesting that some of the first listings I got were customers that I actually got into business either through business acquisition financing or startup financing using SBA loans. That's great. I mean, tell us, I mean, you know, you you have an incredible background. You've seen both sides of it from the bank side and from the buyer side and the seller side. Is this a good time to be in the marketplace? Better than ever. The banks are very aggressive. They're looking to, to get money out on the street. They recognize, especially the larger banks, that SBA can be used as a credit enhancement tool, enhancement tool, and they are just uh, going crazy with the uh, the SBA loans. Uh, it's gotten to be very competitive. They're lowering the bar. SBA also recently lowered the bar. They uh, they now allow up to ninety percent financing for business acquisitions. Wow, that's really good. And you know, we all saw you know a couple of years ago, obviously in the economic downturn the banks literally go away. But when they came back, I mean, to stimulate the economy, they raised the, they raised the, uh, the maximum to $5 million. What an incredible opportunity for small businesses. So when they dropped the, uh, they increased the limit to $5 million. It really increased the, uh, the, the size of the deals that people could do prior to that. It was a $2 million maximum. And so the larger businesses had to come in with either a ton of equity or seller financing behind the SBA. And they were, they were tough to get done, but, now with the five million dollar maximum, uh, it's much easier to get the larger businesses done. You can really do a, two, a ten million dollar business acquisition with five million SBA, two and a half million equity, and say two and a half million seller note subordinated. So you know that's a lot of uh, kind of complicated talk from a banker. But you know, in general terms, uh, first, you know, the best program out there right now for small businesses up to five million dollars is the seven A program. Correct. Absolutely. And, and for business acquisitions without real estate, they can go up to 10 years. If you can even get a business, uh, you know, a bank business loan for a business acquisition, it's typically going to be a three-year term, sometimes a four-year term. But with SBA, they can go uh, full 10 years. Some lenders are out there fixing the rate for 10 years, in fact. Well, that that's an incredible opportunity for buyers. And so, you know, I wanted to ask this question because it, you know, specifically to you, because, you know, now that you've seen both sides and quote unquote, you're not quite working for the bank anymore. Why don't you give some tips to both the buyers and sellers of like, what are the most important things that they need to do or things to watch out for, um, you know, from our side of the, you know, just kind of understanding the process probably better than anybody else. Yeah, thanks, Andy. So from the seller side, number one, and probably number two and number three, get your books in order. You know, if you're doing a lot of cash, and you're putting it in your pocket, start reporting it and start taking your personal expenses out of the business. And that way you're going to show more income. One of the examples I give to uh, to sellers is that if they, for every $1,000 of income they report, 
they'll typically pay $150, $200 in taxes, but for every $1,000 of income they report, they're going to get, be getting about $2,000 more in value. So is it worth paying $150 to get $2,000? That works. Yeah, that's a great point. And then, you know, like when people are, um, you know, wanting to, obviously we, we see it on our side that, you know, when businesses have financing in place, specifically bank financing. So it's down to, like you said, 10% on some occasions. Uh, it's, you know, the business values actually go up because people could leverage into these businesses and they have better books and records and all that kind of things. So, I mean, typically how long does it take to get one of these deals done? It shouldn't take more than 60 days from start to finish. If, you're, if your buyer's engaged and they provide the, uh, the information to the banker when they ask, personal financial statement, personal tax returns, things like that. From the seller's side, they just need to provide year-to-date financials uh, on top of the last three years' tax returns. So the package isn't that complicated. But basically, if your SBA lender calls you up and says, I need something, jump on it. You can easily get it done in uh, 60 days. So, uh, you know, and obviously that you said there's a lot of people in this business now. I mean, back in 2009, uh, in, in 2007, I think we had a high in Florida of like 50 deals that year that went SBA. And then the next year we did three. So the world literally ended, but now we're back. And obviously there's a lot of competition out there. So you're seeing not only some of the banks, but some of the non-bank lenders as well. So people could shop around, but, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about like, there's some banks that do this better than others. We were talking about that in the meeting this morning, that some of the banks who say they do it don't really do it. Absolutely. So every bank will say they do business acquisition loans. Uh, many of them don't like them. They go to their credit department and they're looking really for real estate loans. So the best bet is to uh, to talk to your uh, business broker. We know the banks that are uh, that are lending and doing the business acquisition financing. We can direct you to the uh, the best bank for the, and then some of them have different tastes for what they want to do. Some will do restaurants, some won't. But we can uh, basically we work with a, a nice set of uh, lenders and we know who's looking for what and we can get you set up. So on the buy side, is there any rules of engagement for the buyer? You talked about the seller having good books and records, which is key. And and I love that example of, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars in taxes uh, get you, you know, two thousand dollars worth of value. So that's a that's an easy thing to to, you know, kind of unwind in the last few years of running your business. But how about on the buy side? What do buyers need to do to make sure that they're ready to get an SBA loan? So a couple things. Uh, you can get a free credit report every year from all three uh, credit reporting agencies. Get a copy of your credit report. Make sure there's no blips on there. If there's anything on there that doesn't belong on there, get it cleaned up before you talk to a lender. Uh, Get rid of uh, personal debt, credit card debt. I've seen people come in and they've got $100,000 cash in the bank and $50,000 of credit card debt. Pay the darn credit cards off. That uh, that really hurts your ratios when the banks are looking at it. And um, just uh, make sure you have your resume in order. One of the things that's really interesting too, when the bank's looking at, at what kind of a fit the buyer is for a business, they want to make sure that they have transferable business skills. So once you've identified as a buyer, once you've identified a business to buy, Redo your resume as though you're applying for a job at that business as CEO and uh, list your skill set and, and how that fits in well with the business. That's really important stuff. Great job, Paul. Thanks for coming on today. Uh, I appreciate it and I appreciate your insight. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for tuning into our show today. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review. If you have questions or suggestions for the show, 
visit us at tworld slash thedealboard or email us at thedealboard at tworld.com. 